Welcome to Didache, where we are studying to show ourselves approved, rightly dividing the word of truth so we can worship God in spirit and truth, deepening our knowledge of God, thereby enabling us to deepen our love for God. Here is your host, Justin Peters. And I'm sorry to say that prosperity has gone a little crazy. And I'm correcting my own uh, 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 theology. And you need to all know it. Because when I read the Bible now, I don't see the Bible in the same eyes I saw the Bible 20 years ago. I think it's an offense to the Lord. It's an offense to say, give a thousand dollars. I think it's offense to the Holy Spirit to place a price on the gospel. I'm done with it. I will never again ask you to give a thousand or whatever amounts because I think the Holy Ghost is just fed up with it. Welcome to the program, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Justin Peters. I hope that this finds you and your family doing well today. I want to thank you so much for joining me for this podcast. Remember that from 2019, Benny Hinn made big news when he repented of preaching the prosperity gospel, said that it was unbiblical and gone too far, and he would never again ask someone to give a $1,000 or any specific amount. He said it not only on that occasion, but he also said it in an interview with David Diga Hernandez and other interviews as well, uh, even with uh, Charisma Magazine, Stephen Strang. So he made a lot of news and made the round. So let's look at a couple of more clips of him and his um, repentance. The part that uh, was troubling. Now, I'll interrupt with just a quick station break here. You might have noticed that the first image that you saw in this clip was that of Dr. Michael Brown. And the reason for that is uh, these uh, these clips are taken from his program, a program that he did uh, several years ago, I guess back in 2019, when Benny Hinn made all of this news. And so he was showing clips of it on his program. And I have the original video, but the copy I have is kind of fuzzy, and his copy is clearer. So anyway, uh, that's why I'm using it. Uh, But uh, Michael Brown expressed hope uh, back in 2019 that Benny Hinn's repentance was real. So that's why you see the image of Michael Brown there. Okay, back to the program. Is the mentioning of amounts connected to some blessing that should come back just because you gave it? Like a magic number. It just got out of hand. You know, give a thousand or give whatever and get a hundredfold return, which I myself said, and my heart was saying different. Finally, I said, you know what? I can't do that. That is a lie. Benny Hinn said, oh, my heart was just telling me this isn't right. And I just I couldn't do it anymore. That's a lie. Benny Hinn has been telling people to give specific dollar amounts for decades decades and not only has he been telling people to give specific dollar amounts and the amounts by the way have have varied uh sometimes it's a little less than a thousand sometimes it's a lot more than a thousand we'll see that in just a second little teaser coming up he not only has he been doing this for decades 
literally thousands of times. But he has done so under the anointing. He has told people that God told him to tell people to give X amount of dollars. He has claimed divine authority for this. So he just compounds his sin. He compounds his sin. He is... Okay, so if if he's now realizing that it wasn't biblical, it's not biblical, it's not right to tell people to give a certain amount, $1,000, that's not right. So all of the thousands of times that you have told people that God was speaking to you, this isn't rocket science, folks. Benny Hinn is a false prophet, and he is lying to you. Even in his supposed repentance, he is lying to you, and he's lying to God. He is just, he's digging his hole deeper. I just cannot, because I'm thinking about that wonderful Christian sitting there, what if that hundredfold never came back? What does it do to their faith? Wow. What does it do to his future and her future? Oh, Benny Hinn, is, he's so worried about what does it do to that person? You know, when I tell them to sow a thousand dollar seed and God will give them a hundredfold return and they don't get their hundredfold return, but, but I still get to keep their money and still have their money. I don't ever give it back, but you know, bless their hearts. What does it do for them? Cry me a river. He has been doing this for decades and he doesn't give a rip about the people that he is exploiting, not a rip and we're going to see that real shortly i want to make sure that the next 15 or 20 years of my life that my message is the cross the real call of my life the message is salvation pointing people to the lord i love jesus is his name to talk about the holy spirit and his power that we must have and I want to be known for that. I don't want to be known, you know, the prosperity teacher. No, I don't want to be known as that. Prosperity is one thing in the Bible. There's a whole lot more about the Word of God than prosperity. But it's become a major issue now. Because of the, of the gimmickry involved in it. So he doesn't want to be known for being the prosperity preacher. He says, you know, prosperity is just one little aspect of the Bible. There's a lot more to the Bible than prosperity. It's funny how, if that's true, why is it that uh, prosperity preaching somehow, somehow manages to make its way into every single video Benny Hinn puts up? And he says, you know, I want to, I want to serve the Lord that I love. His name is Jesus. Benny Hinn, make no mistake, you do not love Jesus. You don't love Jesus. You hate Jesus. You may love a Jesus that you have created out of your own image, but make no mistake, you do not love the Jesus of the Bible. Because if you love Jesus, then you wouldn't have been teaching heresies, blatant heresy for decades. You wouldn't be have offered all of the hundreds of false prophecies that you have offered. 
you wouldn't be putting words in the mouth of this Jesus that you profess to love and thereby bring untold reproach upon him. You don't love Christ. If I love someone, I don't put words in their mouth that they didn't say and attribute it to them. I don't do that. But you do it to Christ. You've been doing it for decades. And if you love Jesus, then you would love his flock. You would love Christians. But no, you've been exploiting them. If you truly love Jesus, you would love the poor and the sick and the desperate and the widows. But no, you've been exploiting them for your own personal financial gain. You don't love Christ. You hate Christ. That may sound strong, but dear friends, there's no other conclusion to which to come. There is no other way to look at this. And maybe you're thinking, well, you know, that he sounded repentant. He sounded like he's not going to do that anymore. Well, that was then. This is now. Um, and by the way, what I'm about to show you, it is recent. It's just, it's it's one of the more egregious examples. But Benny Hinn has continued to preach prosperity. His, his quote-unquote repentance lasted about a week, maybe. So I want to show you this from um, October of this year, 2023, October of this year. And the uh, audio quality is not great. Uh, they had some issues, apparently. I don't know if their sound guy fell asleep or what's kind of got a hollow ring. But at any rate, you will be able to understand Benny Hinn without any trouble. So this is October of 2023. And tonight, you're going to give. You're going to prove yourself faithful to God. To God. I'm going to pay, but your, your payment was not a seed. Your seed is now. What you gave as a payment to enter into this conference was only to get a chair, not a harvest. And I'm going to ask you to give, and I will give over a thousand dollars of you have to give. God cannot trust you with the wealth of sinners and the abundance coming with your ten dollar donation. You insult him. You insult him. Low giving keeps you in low levels. Low altitudes. You, you give sparingly. You won't ever be loose from that sparing life of yours. You gotta give, give, give! And watch what God will do with your receiving. Well, apparently Benny Hinn has gotten over his aversion to telling people to give money so that God will bless them. Give money, God will give you a harvest. Uh, uh, and apparently is also over his aversion to telling people to give specific dollar amounts because he told them just now you heard in that clip to give a thousand dollars at least a thousand dollars low giving you see will reap uh, only a low harvest a low result so if you have a real serious need in your life if you are uh, if you have lost your job if you're husband or your wife maybe is sick with cancer maybe you have cancer maybe you have a sick child maybe one of your children has cancer maybe one of your children has muscular dystrophy and it's very very serious well you need to give 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 he apparently has gotten over his aversion to telling people to give him money this is not a man who loves Christ. This is a man who hates Christ. It gets worse. Now, Lord, speak to them. 
Okay, I want to interrupt here. Did you notice how he says, now, Lord, speak to them. Come on, I want some music. Lord, speak to them. The music is such a vitally important key part to the charismatic movement because the music disarms people's intellect. It makes them more open to emotion, feeling. And I'm not opposed to emotions and feelings. Obviously, we all have them, and they're fine as long as they are guided in truth. But when you when you start playing uh, emotionally charged music that affects your emotions, it lowers your intellect. You, you're not thinking as clearly as you would otherwise. Uh, I want some music. Lord, speak to them. I want some music. Because... When people's emotions are engaged by the music, that makes them much more malleable, much more susceptible to the wolf that is preying on them. And people begin to think, oh, the Lord is speaking to me. I feel, I feel, the, I feel the Lord speaking to me. You no, know, you're not feeling the Lord speaking to you. You're feeling the music and you're being led astray by the wolf with a microphone. In fact, I want to show you this video clip uh, of an interview that I did with Costi Hen, Benny Hen's nephew, who I think most of you know by now. Uh, used to work for his uncle Benny, but got saved, and now is theologically where I am uh, on all of these things. So watch this interview. I I asked Costi specifically about the music at his uncle's Miracle Crusades. Watch this. Uh, dealing with so two part question here. Number one. What's the deal with the music? Because I've been to these crusades, some of them with you, and the music part of these healing crusades, and not just the healing crusades, but all, all of these meetings that they have of, of any of these guys, mm. uh, but specifically with your uncle, the music lasts for two hours, sometimes three, like the Todd Bentley meetings I went to. There was three hours of music before before he ever got up to say anything of yeah. any consequence. So and it's 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 repetitive music, it's emotionally charged, it seems to follow a a pattern kind of uh, up and down. Uh, why is there such a heavy emphasis on music in this movement? What's going on? Yeah, what faith healers are telling you is that they're creating an atmosphere for healing and that they're ushering in the presence of God and that you gotta worship and usher in his presence, and then his manifest presence begins to move in a powerful way, and supernatural things will happen tonight. It's almost like I've done it before, you know. I can <laughs> <take> it pretty <laughs> right. good. Um, that is what they're saying. What they're actually doing is creating an atmosphere that is long drawn out, that is uh, hypnotic, that is trans-like, that is euphoric, and it creates uh, almost a, a tiredness that sweeps over the, the place. I've been in these meetings. You get to the end of it, and to be honest, you've had the power of suggestion all night. You have had rhythmic, trans-like music all night. You have had a speaker who has pumped you up, motivated you, power of suggestioned you till you're blue in the face. And mm -hmm. quite frankly, when it's go time, it's show time, and you just are a sitting duck. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what happens. And then, of course, you have all the peer pressure around you of people. They're raising hands. They're singing so loud. Uh, they're falling, and you're going, well, am I missing something? And people start to then uh, actually, through peer pressure, 
use the power of suggestion simply by looking, and it is a suggestive thing when you see people fall, right. and you see people singing, and they're having these amazing experiences, seemingly, and what immediately begins to go through your mind is, wow, I want that. Mm -hmm. I want to experience God. I want an encounter with God. And so ultimately, uh, what you're seeing is an atmosphere that is said to be ushering in the presence of God, and what it's doing is priming the pump for an audience to respond the way a leader wants them to. And they do this at concerts. You know, go to a Coldplay concert. Go to one of those other concerts. They've got wristbands now that light up to the music. They've got smoke. Really? I don't, yeah, up in Canada, their Coldplay concert, I, my friend showed me a video one time of one he went to. And, I mean, it's the coolest looking thing ever. But they've got this thing built up. They'll put a crowd in a frenzy. Yeah. And the way that music has buildups now in the world, you've heard of, I mean, you've seen that in various club scenes and all that, kind of the worldly sure. thing that, I mean, maybe I deal with it more as a younger pastor. I've got a lot of young people that right. are out and getting sucked in sometimes to the world. Music is designed to create an emotive response. And that is what they're doing. The world uses it too. When you hear a bass drop or the beat drop or various things happen in the world, um, faith healers and these people use the same idea. They build up the audience mm -hmm. to where they want them to respond. Right. Yeah. yeah. The music is a vitally important part of Benny Hinn Crusades and any of these large charismatic meetings. The music is absolutely key. You pull the plug from the keyboard or the guitar or whatever, if there's no music, there's no music, there's no healings. All right. Now, back to Benny Hinn. Let them hear your voice. Let them hear your voice. Lord, I pray you bless them as they obey you. Bless them as they obey you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Yes, I'm going to ask many of you to give big amounts. $10,000, $5,000. Many of you will give $1,000 and more. $1,000 and more. 1,000 and more, 1,000 and more. Some of you give 5,000, some $10,000. Well, apparently Benny Hinn has gotten over his aversion to telling people, I will never again tell people to give me specific dollar amounts. Those days are over. There's another clip of Benny Hinn back in his so-called repentance. And he said, if I ever hear that again, I think I'm going to throw up. Well, he apparently doesn't find it so repulsive anymore. Don't depend on others to give tonight. You need to give because you'll be the one to reap it. If you say, well, someone else will give it, then they will reap it, not you. You'll just be watching them reap what belongs to you. If you don't give, someone else will, and someone else will get your harvest. Give to get. You need a miracle. Give me money. Now, watch this clip, because what you're about to hear uh, is, is very telling. It's nothing new, mind you. I mean, this is what you're about to hear is common in the charismatic movement, but it's very telling. Listen to this. You've got to stop thinking with a natural mind right now. You have to stop thinking with a natural mind. You've got to stop thinking with your natural mind. Don't think. Because if you think about it, if you think about it, you may think, rightly, you know, the Bible doesn't promise me that if I give money to the man of God, that, uh, God, that God will get me out of debt. 
Bible doesn't promise me that. You know, if, if I think about it, I might realize that the Bible doesn't promise me that God will give me a miracle of healing in my body if I give money to a charlatan and a huckster and a wolf who lives in palatial homes, drives luxury cars, or is driven around in luxury cars, and has flown on private jets and stayed in, literally, this is not exaggeration, $10,000 per night hotel rooms. Preaching our version of Christ, and I was his assistant, I uh, carried his Louis Vuitton briefcase. I mean, I stayed in his hotel rooms in various places like Dubai, and yeah. the royal seat suite there was a $25,000 a night uh, bill, along with the other suites that we had. And that was 20 years ago. Who knows what they're worth now? You see, Benny Hinn knows that if you think, then you might not sow your $1,000 seed or $5,000 or $10,000 seed. You might not give him your money if you think. There is a palpable undercurrent of anti-intellectualism in the charismatic movement. To be fair, maybe not, maybe not all, but the vast, vast, vast majority of the charismatic movement. There is a palpable, even if, even sometimes if it's not intentional, there is a palpable undercurrent of anti-intellectualism. They, the, the, the basic premise is this. If you think that's not of God, because, uh, you, you can't understand God with the, with the natural mind. You can't, you know, you, you've got to do things that don't make sense. That's the way to please God. Do things that don't make sense. And you know what? One of the things at the top of the list that does not make sense giving money that many of you do not have to a multi-gazillionaire living in palatial homes overlooking the Pacific Ocean driving Rolls Royces and Bentleys and expecting God will heal you or your child or your spouse of cancer that doesn't make sense the Bible never enjoins us to disengage our minds when it comes to the things of God. We are to study to show ourselves approved unto God. The Bible says that we are to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, and mind. God gave us a mind for a reason. He wants us to use it. Paul says in Philippians chapter 1, verse 9, he says, In this I pray that your love would abound still more and more in knowledge and discernment. Dear friends, the Bible never enjoins us to disengage our minds when it comes to the things of God. Somehow, so many professing Christians, even even at least theoretically non-charismatic professing Christians, have gotten it in their head that the mind is somehow the enemy of the Christian. No, the disengaged mind is the enemy of the disengaged mind is the enemy of the Christian. It's the friend of the false teacher. Hear that again. The disengaged mind is the enemy of the child of God, but it is the best friend of the false teacher. Because when your mind is disengaged, 
you start to believe things that you otherwise would not believe. So anyone who gives with that kind of faith has got to increase the amount that he's planned to give mentally. This is not a mental moment, this is a spiritual moment. This is not a mental moment. Don't you dare let your mind rule your giving right now. This is not a natural moment. It's a spiritual moment. Don't you dare think about this. Don't you dare let your thinking prevent you from giving me your money. This is over and over and over in the Word Faith Movement all the time. Don't think, because if you think, you might not give me your money. Watch this. This is a word from heaven tonight. You may have never heard me talk like this, and most likely you'll never hear me talk like this again until God moves me to do it. Benny Hinn's voice kind of got garbled, trailed off a little bit there at the end, but, but he said this. He said, you may never have heard me talk like this before, and you'll probably never hear me talk like this again. <laughs> are, you, are, are you serious? Are, are you kidding me? He, he said that with a straight face. Oh, no, no, nobody, Benny, no, nobody's ever heard you talk like that before. Not, I mean, not unless, of course, you count the literally thousands upon thousands of times that you have said these exact same things before over the last, oh, I don't know, 50 years. Uh, but, I mean, other than those thousands of times over the last half a century, yeah, no, never never heard that before, and, and I'm sure we'll never, never hear it again. I'd probably never hear him say that again. No, why? I mean, why would we? He's got such a stellar track record, right? Unbelievable. And he says it with a straight face. His conscience is so seared that he he can literally, I mean, he just lies to people and lies before God, and it does not bother him in the slightest. Not in the slightest. The, the man is a pathological liar. He's a pathological liar. He lies as easily and naturally and does it without thinking just just as as you and I breathe as our hearts beat in our chest that is how easily he lies he doesn't even give it a second thought but this is hot news of heavenly press if you give ten just stand up right there where you are God is talking to you he talked to me to do it I believe when that moment comes, when that heavenly moment begins, I'll be first in line to receive, and so will you. You've got to give big. You've got to give $10,000 or $5,000 or at least $1,000. You know why you've got to give so much money? Because it's hot off the heavenly press, says Benny Hinn. God told him to tell you to give to Benny at least, at least a thousand dollars ten thousand dollars will get you a much bigger harvest hot off the heavenly presses not not only does he lie not only does he exploit the poor the sick the desperate and the widows he puts that egregious sin at the feet of jesus 
whom he claims to love and serve. This is nothing unusual for Benny Hinn. This is par for the course, always has been for the last half century. We're not quite done yet. You think, well, maybe Benny Hinn just kind of had a off night. He just kind of lost his marbles there for a night. No, no. If you watch Benny Hinn's YouTube channel, and I don't watch all the videos, but I can promise you this. I can promise you this. I've watched a lot of them, and from time to time, I'll watch one he puts up fairly regularly. Um, it at least one a week or so, or safely say one every two weeks. It's never two weeks goes by that I don't see something from Benny Hinn. I can honestly tell you, honestly, I have never seen, I've never watched a single video that he has put up on his YouTube channel where he has not told people, give money, sow seed, send me money. Not a single time. But you better do it because it's hot off the heavenly presses. But anyway, watch this from uh, Benny Hinn. I actually featured this in a different video I did, but watch this from Benny Hinn as he is being driven around in his whatever uh, luxury car this is. But watch this. This was pretty close, I think just a little bit before the video that you we've been watching here this, after, this afternoon. I, I'm recording this in the afternoon, but whenever it is that you're watching it, watch this. God. All right. Thank you for being with me today. But now it's time to give to the Lord's work. God, if we if we give little, God gives us little. If we give much, God gives us much. There it is again. Shocker. If you give little, God will give you little. But if you give a lot, you see, if you have a real need, if you have a deep need, if you're, if you're sick, if your loved one is sick, your child is sick, boy, yeah, you'd best dig deeply and give it to the man of God. If we give reluctantly, we receive reluctantly, okay? God literally responds to, to the way we give. With the same measure, it says you give, you'll receive. So do it today. Give with joy. God loves a cheerful giver. You know who else loves a cheerful giver? Benny Hinn. So are you facing a financial difficulty right now? There's only one way out of it. I wonder what that could be. It's not by complaining or borrowing money. Give to the Lord. Oh, give to the Lord. Yeah, I guess I should have seen that coming. But, but you know, Benny, what if I don't have much money? What if I only have a little money left? Even that little you have left, give it to God. Even that little you have left, give it to God. I see. I need to give that too. So if you are poor and you only have a little bit of money left, give that to the Lord too. And by give to the Lord, of course, Benny Hinn means give it to him. Dear friends, it is high time that Notable, prominent charismatics call out Benny Hinn for the wolf, the charlatan that he is, for the hireling that he is. And I am waiting. Where are the prominent voices? I know there's there's a few charismatics out there that would definitively say, yes, Benny Hinn's a false teacher. I'm asking, where are the prominent people?
in the charismatic movement who have a large platform who would be willing to call out Benny Hinn as the wolf, the charlatan, and the hireling that he is. The silence is deafening. Malachi O'Brien, who, by the way, used to be the second vice president of the SBC, which is a yet another terrible commentary on the state of the SBC, loves Benny Hinn, lauds Benny Hinn, praises Benny Hinn, as well as Greg Locke. Greg Locke praises Benny Hinn. Used to not like him, but now he loves him, partners with him, preaches with him. Francis Chan loves Benny Hinn. And even Dr. Sam Storms, who, to his credit, says that he loathes the prosperity gospel. I think the word he used actually is despises the prosperity gospel. He despises a prosperity gospel. Good for him. Uh, and he has said uh, to me in conversations that he doesn't believe that Benny Hinn should be in ministry. I would love for him to say that publicly. Uh, I believe he said it in an interview, but anyway, that might come out uh, next year at some point. But um, at any rate, but he still believes that Benny Hinn is a brother. He believes that Benny Hinn is someone who is in serious error and has some manipulative ministry techniques. Uh, His words, manipulative, and that's true. They are manipulative, but he still says that Benny Hinn uh, is a brother who loves Jesus. Watch this clip as Dr. Sam Storms is being interviewed on the Remnant Radio channel, YouTube channel Remnant Radio, and they ask him about Benny Hinn. Okay, so as some people are listening, they think, okay, I I was skeptical, and then you mentioned Bob Jones, and I got extra skeptical, and then you mentioned Paul Kane, I got skeptical, but then the stories were so crazy, I felt like maybe ha- halfway convinced and then you mentioned Benny Hinn. Like, what What do I do with yeah. Benny Hinn? I mean, he- I don't know Benny Hinn personally. I've heard that he has changed his ways with regard to the prosperity gospel. He's publicly repented of that. Now, to be fair, this was this interview was done 2022. So a year before the clips that I've been showing you uh, today. However, that having been said, it was it has been abundantly apparent that Benny Hinn has not repented of anything. I mean, literally within weeks, even that's generous, uh, of Benny Hinn's supposed repentance back in 2019, which was like his fourth or fifth public repentance of repenting from the prosperity gospel at any rate. But within literally with, within a week of it, it was crystal clear he had not repented in any meaningful way. So it, it's been clear since back in 2019 that his repentance wasn't real. But anyway, I, I wanted to cover my bases because some people say, oh, well, Justin's showing clips from 2023 and this was in 2022. So, well, granted, but there was a a mountain, mountain of evidence since 2019 that Benny Hinn's repentance was not real. In fact, I've already done several videos on my YouTube channel showing how Benny Hinn's repentance was not real. Now, whether or not that's true, whether or not he's living out, I don't know. I cannot. You guys might know more than I do. Benny, and even though theologically and and, and in terms of practice, there'd be certainly things we disagree with, but uh, he does have a healing gift. He does. uh, Michael Roundtree says that Benny Hinn does have, for all of his faults, Benny Hinn does have a healing gift. And then Sam Storm says, yes, he does. 
No, he doesn't. He emphatically does not have any kind of healing gift at all on any level. He's lost. He is an unregenerate false teacher. If Benny Hinn is not a false teacher, dear friends, the term has no meaning. If Benny Hinn is not a false prophet, no one is. He emphatically does not have the gift of healing. I want to show you another clip from the interview that I did with Costi. Listen to the question that I asked him and his answer. In all your years of working at these crusades, have you ever seen a genuine, bona fide miracle of healing that and what happens, all these people that get up on stage and mm-hmm. they claim to be healed and Benny parades them and it's not just your uncle but others do it too but but they the faith healer parades these people on the platform yep. as having been healed. He couldn't hear before, now he can hear. Uh, he couldn't see before but how many fingers am I holding up? Couldn't oh, walk but now they're... Couldn't walk. Yeah, these wheelchairs magically appear on the, on sure. the stage. Uh, take us there, brother. What's going on? I would add growing up to the years that I was involved. So growing up plus working with my uncle and being involved in my own dad's healing ministry and all sorts of other chaos that occurred through extended family and other uncles and all that. Right. Um, no, not one. I have not seen one verified miraculous healing live in person ever in my entire life. And you've been to how many of these? I could... I. I don't know, it'd be an exaggeration to pick a number, but it'd be an underestimation to pick a number. I just ton- lots of them. I, yeah. Every year, all the time. It's just, it's a lifestyle. And yeah. then count all the Sunday night healing services that we had at our church growing up. The first Sunday night of every month was the healing service. Um, I've seen all sorts of things happen. I've seen people stand up out of their wheelchair, mm-hmm. but then leave in their wheelchair. Right. I've seen people paraded across the platform and someone say, Pastor... Benny, they couldn't walk till tonight, and they felt heat on their legs, and now they're healed, and here they are, and the person limps across the platform. I've seen people say, I believe my tumor fell off, and they don't even, they're not able to verify it. Um, I've also gotten emails since, you know, ever answering questions publicly from doctors that have worked with my uncle. They'll send me messages on Facebook and say, Hmm. I have to talk to you. I need to tell you about the healings that I verified, and... All they can tell me is a story of somebody who they believe really got healed. At the end of the day, let's just say that I saw nothing and somebody saw someone healed. It would fit the non-normative occurrence in which somebody experiences a wonderful healing. The same way that someone might actually respond to the gospel message that you yourself have told me before. When my uncle preaches the gospel sometimes, he preaches a better gospel than some gospel preachers. Yes. So let's say somebody responds to that. Well, if they're a sheep, they won't last. Now their story might be, well, I was at a Benny Hinn crusade. He preached the gospel. Mm-hmm. I responded. And a week later, a friend introduced me to another friend, and I ended up in a Bible church, and here I am. And I mean, Benny Hinn's out there. I don't really agree with his theology, but that's how my journey started. And you know what? God uses it. He really does. Yeah. But that all fits in the non-normative category of God working. What we're talking about is... Healings that they say are occurring all the time. People getting saved. Millions of souls, I've been told. And we'll talk a little bit about that shortly. Uh, Never. Not one. 
and I've had a family member since come to me. We've talked privately. Uh, not my uncle, but a different uh, member of that family on that level, mm -hmm. uh, who has said, you say none, I say one. And I asked him, what do you mean? He said, you've said before no healings um, occurred, and you were around, but not as much as me. And this person in my family, I'm not going to name him with respect to the process he's going through right now, I think sure. there's some changes that he's going through, um, said, I saw one. And he told me about a woman uh, down in South America in which a remarkable providential moment, apparently, in which her legs came alive or she was paralyzed, something was happening, and he says that that one was legitimate, and she ended up on the platform, and she kind of walks around. I've seen the video. She's still limping, though, but let's just say that in all that man's years, over three decades, he saw one thing that was pretty moving, in which he really thought God might have just done something wild. One. Out One of, that he can argue for. Out of millions of people that have attended these crusades. And out of tens of thousands of claims. Right. Um, one. And that's, again, one that he would argue for. And even that's... And even that one, you'd say, might be questionable, because immediate healing, no limping, leaping right. and praising God, jumping up and down. It wasn't that. Right. The woman was still limping. Not one. Not One. And even that one case of the lady in the wheelchair, that was not a real healing because she was still limping. Dear friends, when God heals someone, that person is healed. There are no partial healings in the Bible. In the New Testament, Jesus didn't halfway heal somebody. The apostles in Acts chapter 3 didn't halfway heal that guy who was born lame from his mother's womb. Not one. And by the way, just in case you're wondering, and you haven't heard me say this before, you might have noticed in that clip that I said that I have heard Benny Hinn preach the true gospel. And that is a fact. I have heard him preach the true gospel. But a broken clock is right twice a day. And one of the things that is uh, absolutely true about false teachers is that not everything that false teachers teach is false. Some things are right. It is that mixture of error and heresy. But even though he has, I have heard him preach the true gospel and preach it well enough for someone to come to Christ, that is not an endorsement or affirmation or validation in any shape, form, or fashion of his ministry. Uh, God, People are responding to the truth that he happened to present. It is not a validation of Benny Hinn's ministry. He is still a false teacher, meets every single biblical criterion as to what a false teacher is. And as you heard from Costi, when someone does, if someone does happen to respond to the gospel that they might, might hear, because I've been to some crusades where the gospel was not presented, it certainly was not presented rightly, but if someone does respond to the gospel that he might happen to present rightly on occasion, uh, once that person is truly saved, they're not. That person is not going to continue to listen to Benny Hinn. The Holy Spirit will convict them that they're listening to a wolf. They'll leave that. But Benny Hinn doesn't have the gift of healing any more than I do. I've been ridiculed by several individuals when they heard me say, "Yes, Benny Hinn is a born again man of God. Does he have a faulty theology and sometimes a manipulative minister style?" Yes. But the man loves Jesus. I'm convinced of that. I must admit that it is a bit confusing to hear Sam Storm say that he doesn't know much about Benny Hinn, doesn't follow Benny Hinn, and yet uh, he thinks he has repented 
and uh, he is convinced that Benny Hinn is a born-again Christian, a man of God who loves Jesus. He says, I'm convinced of that. No, Benny Hinn is not a born-again Christian. Dear friends, if Benny Hinn was a true Christian, if he was indwelt by the Holy Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit of God would have worked conviction and repentance in this man not months ago, not years ago, decades ago. Benny Hinn has continued in his heresy, in his false prophecies, in his exploitation of the poor, sick, the desperate, and the widow for his own personal financial gain, for putting words in God's mouth that he did not say, bringing untold reproach upon the name of Christ, he has continued in this unabated. There's there's no evidence of the work of the Holy Spirit in this man's life. And this gets, some of you have heard me say this before, the great irony in all of this is that it is the charismatics who would look at me and look at other cessationists and say, oh, you don't believe in the Holy Spirit. You don't believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. On contraire, as a cessationist, I cede no ground in my pneumatology. I cede no ground in my view of the power of the person of the Holy Spirit of God to charismatics. None. My view of the Holy Spirit is far too high to allow for what we see in the lives of Benny Hinn and Kenneth Copeland and Todd White and Creflo Dollar and Jesse Duplantis, Joyce Meyer, Joel Osteen, Joseph Prince, all, all, of the, all of them, Bill Johnson, Chris Valentin, all of them. Because if they were truly indwelt by the Holy Spirit of God, then the Holy Spirit of God would drop them to their knees under such heavy conviction. And yet there is none. There's no conviction. There's no repentance. They just continue on, even though they've been called out on it. And for decades, and they continue. My view of the Holy Spirit is far too high to allow for that. So the great irony is that those who claim to have such a high view of the Holy Spirit and would look at me and other cessations say, no, you have a low view of the Holy Spirit or God. The opposite of that is true. As I said a minute ago, Benny Hinn is a wolf. He's a predator, he's a false teacher, he's a hireling, and he does not love Jesus. He may love a Jesus that he has created after his own image, but he does not love the Jesus of the Bible. You cannot love Christ and exploit his church. You cannot love Christ and teach heresy. You cannot love Christ and give false prophecies. You cannot love Christ and tell poor people what little they have left. Give me your money. Even that little you have left, give it to God. That's not a man who loves Christ. That is a man who hates Christ. He loves himself, not Christ. And it is past time for charismatics with a prominent platform to have the courage and the, and the basic biblical accuracy to come out and call a spade a spade. 
it's not enough to simply say that Benny Hinn has some aberrant teachings and some manipulative ministry techniques. No, it's time to call these men and women what the Bible calls them. Wolves, hirelings, false prophets, false teachers. It is time to call these people out for what they are. And I want to close this video, as I've done before, with an appeal to Benny Hinn. Benny Hinn, if by some chance you are watching this, or if someone who knows Benny Hinn, staff member of Benny Hinn, whatever, get this video to him and just, even if, even if you skip all of the video up until right now, Benny, I don't hate you. I don't hate you. I hate what you're doing. I hate what you're doing because Christ hates it. But I love you and I love you enough to tell you the truth. You are deceiving and being deceived. 2 Timothy 3.13 You meet every biblical criterion as to what a false prophet and what a false teacher is. If you're not one, then those terms have no meaning. You do not know Jesus. You do not love Jesus. You know and love only a Jesus after your own making, a false Jesus, an idol. But I want you to know the true Christ. I want you to know the true Christ, this second person of the triune God who came to this earth and gave his life as a willing, living sacrifice on the cross to satisfy God's wrath that burns against sin. Jesus Christ, this perfect person, offered his perfect life as a perfect sacrifice to perfectly satisfy the perfect wrath of God, died on the cross three days later, bodily raised from the dead, proving himself to be who he said he was, God in human flesh. You must repent of sin, turn from sin, and place your trust in him. And if you will come to Christ in a true godly sorrow over your sin, I pray that the weight of your sin would press down hard on you. I pray that you would lose sleep at night because I don't want you to go to hell. But if you will come to Christ in a true godly sorrow where you seek not only a Savior from hell, but a Savior from your sin, if you feel that burden... Come to Christ. Cast yourself at His feet. Ask Him to forgive you. And if you will come to Him in a brokenness over your sin, not, not lying about your sin, not defending your sin, not blaming your sin on Christ Himself, as we've seen in this video you've done. Own it. Confess it. And if you truly come to Christ, He will save you. And if he grants you true faith and true repentance, that repentance will be borne out with real fruit. And that real fruit will include you publicly confessing your lies, your false prophecies, your fake signs and wonders, your exploitation of the poor and the sick. You will come out and admit to all of that. And you'll shut your ministry down because you're not qualified to be in ministry. You'll shut your ministry down and you will join a biblically defined church led by biblically qualified men 
And you won't be behind the pulpit. You'll be in front of the pulpit. Sitting and learning. I want that for you. I would love, Benny, to be able to call you my brother in Christ. Your nephew would love to be able to call you his brother in Christ. I want that very much for you. Reach out to me. Reach out to your nephew. Reach out to your nephew. He loves you. He would love to help you. And Benny, I feel really badly that men who should know better and actually do know better, men in your in your charismatic circles have not loved you enough to tell you the truth. It's it's sad that it's taken me and your nephew, Costi, apparently, the only ones who have shown you true love by telling you the truth. Others in your circles, unfortunately, have done you no favors and they have not shown you love. All right, dear ones. Um, thank you very much for watching. Um, I know this has been a kind of a, a hard-hitting video, but dear friends, we've got we've got to call a spade a spade, and we've got to stand on the truth of God's word. The the Bible is full of warnings about false teachers, false doctrine. Twenty-six of the twenty-seven books in the New Testament directly warn about them, and the vast majority of them many, many times. So this is something that we must do. All right. Thank you very much. Until our next time together, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with you all. Thank you for listening to Didache. We hope that you were encouraged and edified by what you just heard. If you have a question or comment for Justin, or interested in more teaching resources, or would like to have him come and preach at your church or conference, you may contact him at justinpeters.org.